Welcome to another episode of Ronin Radio. This is Michael Sky here with Hans Komain in the south of Brazil. I really enjoyed today's episode. Hans and I explore our stories of getting called to go into the wilderness. We talk about the transformational, magical, beautiful power of the wilderness and of such journeys into the wilderness. And we make a call out to our fellow brothers and younger brothers to heed the call of the wilderness. And Hans and I come alive with visions of us heading into the wilderness in the very near future. So we were talking before we started the uh, recording here and reading uh, some quotes from Robert Bly who wrote the book Iron John and it takes me back to when I was uh, how old was I? 19 maybe? Maybe 20? And I was living by myself in a uh, actually the first time by myself in a large like uh, apartment in a really old building in downtown Salt Lake I lived above a bar and, you know, the ceiling was maybe like 12 to 14 foot high. It's like huge ceilings. And I would, I would, uh, it was often just cold there, you know, and I would wear these boots and my, my, my overcoat and, uh, I'd, I'd listen to jazz, you know, and the, the floor was like a black and white checkered tile floor. And uh, the people staying in the place, like they're mostly like older people. And uh, I don't know, it's just this, just this really interesting time in my life. And one night I, oh, I bought this book, Iron John by Robert Bly. And I started reading. And if I had to tell you much about the book right now, like I couldn't, but I know it had this profound effect on me. And I stayed up reading all night. Mm. And there was a part in the book where he talks about this town and there's a wild man off in the wilderness. And the sense is like this giant, like wild man that that no one knows. Mm -hmm. And the the people in the town are afraid to go into the the wilderness. And uh, the, the, you know, the wild man, like a, a ball bounces into the, town into the town square and a boy picks it up and he looks in the direction of where it came from you know like and he's like oh you know what's out there (laughs) what's out there who's out there you know and uh the sense is like the the who that's out there is the wild him in a way and uh anyway I, i I read this book all night and this and the sun started coming up. And this was spring, maybe March, still snow on the ground, uh, for sure snow up in the mountains. And I walk out onto my balcony and I and I remember looking like looking up towards the mountains. And I just had this sense of wanting to take on an epic challenge, you know, head into the wilderness, take on an epic challenge and, and know myself in a new way. And he talks in this book really about being an elder, you know, about, 
about what is to be a man and and you know an elder is is one who helps usher the younger men into into manhood and i don't know i I don't remember exactly my thinking but i said to myself all right i'm gonna run and i was not a runner i'm gonna run from here without stopping up to the the top of one of those mountains and uh those mountains covered in snow and i was i was alive by the challenge you know and i put on my my uh, tennis shoes, laced them up, and I took off. And I took off, and it's quite a ways to go through the valley. And little by little, you're you're starting to go up like the side of the mountain and up past the University of Utah, and then you know up into the canyon. And uh, I think, yeah, I think it was the first real time that I that I ran and I, uh, I mark, I, I tracked it off later at, at, for it to be about 10 miles, 10 miles up, you know, it wasn't like 10 miles like this, but 10 miles, like slowly going up. And, uh, as it started getting harder and harder, something that came to my mind was, you know, like, and this, like this pain I'm feeling, this is for, the pain that so-and-so caused me. And it, and it can sound like a little bit like a victim mentality, but it was absolutely anything but. It was like, in the face of that, here I am. And then in the face of that, here I am. And I just thought of like everything in my, in my, like my teen years and whatever that, that, that gave me pain or that, that had me hurt or stopped me or slowed me down or seemed to be in my way or gave me fear. It was like, I just brought up every one of them and then I just kept running into it. And uh, I got up to where the road just like leveled out and it's still going through the canyons, but it leveled out. And, and I realized because there's like not exactly a peak here. And so I just, I looked to the side of the, the road and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna take off, you know, and go up until it doesn't go up anymore. And I start climbing and like, I literally have to climb and it's, uh, it's about a foot and a half of snow. Let me see. Yeah. About, uh, about a foot and a half of snow. And I'm just in tennis shoes and sweatpants and, uh, you know, and I'm having to try to find things to grab onto. And I, and I just go and I keep going and going and like, ah, and it's, it's this very like cathartic kind of symbolic thing for me in my life. And because at that point in time, I've essentially, I've said no to school. I've said no to um, the Mormon path, essentially. I've said no to the path that all of my people follow to become a man, you know, get married in the temple, mm. you know, all these things that you do if you're going to, if you're going to become a, a respected man in that tradition. Yeah. Go on a mission, all that. So, you know, this is very, this is like a very symbolic challenge for me. And I get to where it's not going up anymore. And I'm standing in the snow and, uh, and I'm looking out over the entire like Salt Lake Valley down below, you know? And I, I, and I, uh, um, 
I dig down through the snow and I find, I try to find like a sharp rock. I can't find one. I got a dull rock. Um, and I, I dig and I scratch, you know, an X into my arm because I want like, I want something to mark this moment, this day. And I, and I draw blood in the form of an X, you know, and then I take, uh, um, I take off a piece of clothing. I think it was a sock, one of the socks I was wearing. I dip it in the uh, the blood, and then I tie it around one of the branches on the tree up there uh, to mark that I was there. You know, and then I I shout out across the valley. You know, just like uh, I don't know if I said any words in particular, but I just shout out, and you can hear it echo across the valley. Just like I just let everything out. And then, uh, and then I walked, I walked home. I walked back down the, the side through the snow and then back the 10 miles. And, uh, yeah, that day was a formative day of when, like, I, I knew myself in a new way because I went beyond what I knew I could ever do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that was, that was that was probably one of the things that really ingrained to me the power of taking on a challenge mm. that seems almost impossible. Like who you know yourself to be up till now isn't someone who can do that. Right. Something magical about that. Mm. Man, as you, I don't know where we're going with this, but the last, like if we're talking about Into the Wild, if we're talking about solitude, but I had stories. As you're starting this, this story, I, I remember going alone, studying, and but if, for the first time living alone. Well, I was alone at 16, but I was staying at the, in boarding school, so I wasn't really alone. And 18, go to university and really feel the joy of like, this is me alone now, and I got to make this work. I remember sitting in this, I, I had a very small room. It was a, in, in European, they say mansarde, which means the window is, is on top. It's not like this. So it's the top of a building. And it, the joy of like making this work in a new city, you know. Of so you're in an apartment with a window on the top? I'm not getting it. Yeah, it's like they call it a, in, in Dutch, they would call it a, a kot, which means it's like a student room. It's a room, basically. Ah. It's a room. And, on the uh, very top of a building. Yes. And uh, that's where I was going to study and, and do my, my four years of, oh, That's you know? great, man. I love those like rooftop places. Oh, man. That, I didn't have a great view. I just saw the stars, you know. <laughs> Oh, it was the, like ceiling. This, the ceiling was glass. Yeah, yeah. Not, the, not the ceiling, but the, like if this is the house and this is the roof, you know, I'm really at the top underneath the thing and there's a, a window here. You uh-huh. Know? Uh-huh. And it was small, but just that joy of like alone in a new city, yes. trying to make it work is just so great. Yes. And then I heard you talk about the book and I remember, this is a different thing. I remember reading On the Road by Jack Kerouac. And, and when you're about that age, even younger, I think. Yeah, we're about that age, a bit younger, and 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 just see that like the travel. There's many more miles to go, and the jazz music, and they were sweaty, and I remember reading that and think, wow, fuck, you know, like to to go out, and then you end with the challenges, and I thought about, I thought about, I participated in the in the world championship, mountain biking, which is marathon mountain biking, and. Uh, it's open for the public also. These are the top riders that are riding. And you could do the same distance. 
or you can do shorter ones. And a lot of people take the shorter ones. And I took the 90 kilometers, I'll never forget, 90 kilometers, and it was 5,000 meters of elevation, which is, it means 10% on average. And, uh, and uh, I was in the saddle for like eight hours that day, and it's just cursing the mountain, and it was just, I was riding my bike since one year. And I thought, fuck, I can't, I can't make it, it's too much, you know. And then you just keep going. And I remember the feeling of having the last downhill and thinking, fuck, I'm going to make this. And really the, the elation that you feel from that. Yes. And you feel like, fuck, I can take this on now. Yes. You know? Something like this. It's just so, yeah, such a fantastic feeling. Yeah. And honor is a part of that feeling. You know, it's the reflection of you having faced it all and stood for something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that the feeling that's generated with that view. Um, and then there's also the pride, the victory, mm. right? So it's the pride and the honor, plus all the endorphins, right? It's, it's all of that. And, and then there's like the, a, a new view of what's possible opens up because it's, a, it's not the same you. Yes. You don't see yourself in the same way. Wow, I can I can do these kind of things, and then you look out to the other mountains around you, and you can see yourself summiting those, and you can see like in your mm-hmm. future, and 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 it's a bigger world. It's more available mm-hmm. because you're a bigger man, and uh, so your vision is also transformed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you you talk about the like the taking a stand in the face of the standing for, and then going into the vision. This is the purpose of it. Part of the purpose of it. It's not just about the honor, but the vision that we see from day to day, excuse me, is given by who we've been in the face of the challenges in our life. So if we spent the past day or two or a week not facing everything, but really avoiding things, when we look to our future, that's the us that we project into our future. Mm. And we don't, we're not co- cognizant of this. We're not, we're not even really cognizant of like our, what our vision is, but this is happening all the time. And uh, it's a much less powerful vision if we've been compromising, if we've been not facing everything. So to come back to standing and then go into vision, it's a much bigger, more powerful vision that calls us to keep standing Mm. like that. But coming back from the work, let's talk about some of those other experiences of being alone. Um, You know, our our young friend in California who uh, we've been talking to, he wants to lose his virginity. You know, he really wants to lose his virginity. And for sure, that's like a mark of like, wow, once he can do that, he probably sees he could have uh, a future with women and, and all kinds of things. But this will be the kind of determining thing that like it changes who he is and opens up a whole new world and everything like this. But there's also something, this is another Robert Bly quote that he wrote that, you know, that he, uh, that we read this morning. Um, and he's talking about, he says, what does it mean when a man falls in love with a radiant face across the room? It may mean, it may mean that he has some soul work to do. His soul is the issue. Instead of pursuing the woman and trying to get her alone away from her husband, he needs to go alone himself, perhaps to a mountain cabin for three months, write poetry, canoe down a river and dream 
that would save some women a lot of trouble. And husbands. And husbands. <laughs> and I, I think in part what he's speaking to is, is men who've not cultivated that rich beauty in their soul, that rich alone time. Mm. Like I think of men who are maybe living someone else's life or that they're, they're not really living their own life. Mm. And so they're trying to, in a way, get things outside of them, yes. whether it's the woman or it's the money or it's something outside of them to, to fill the emptiness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember as we were reading that, how beautiful and how much it calls to me, you know, just the idea of going alone to a mountain cabin for a period of months, writing poetry, canoeing down the river and dreaming. Mm. And it's been, you know, it's been a while since uh, maybe I've had that kind of experience in, well, to an extent in nature. Yes. And, I, and I think back to my, my youth, but it's not entirely true because I went alone to, uh, to Africa several months ago. And I did spend a week with, you know, my Maasai brother, Common, who often watches these Facebook lives with his family. And uh, went wa on walks alone out into the wilderness where there's actually like giraffe and elephant and lions. And, uh, and I lived for a time uh, with a, a Kenyan girl in her tiny little um, place up in northern Kenya near Mount Kenya. And it was very much the experience of being alone, even though I wasn't alone. But if I go back to uh, my youth, from that, from that, after that climb up the mountain, um, and that, that day when I confronted God, basically, I may have shared that on one of these Ronin podcasts. And I found this connect, I found this feeling of honor that I've come to know as honor. I, I then was so curious about the world. Mm. How, how is the world really? And who am I? Mm. And I said everything aside. I said, you know, I'm not going to go pursue a career. I'm not going to pursue school. I'm going to go on a quest to discover, like, what is this world? Who am I? Like, I called it a truth. I thought about it like a truth quest. It's not a it's not it's not strange that in some societies, communities, the, the the rite of passage for a boy is exactly that. To go alone into the wilderness wilderness. Yes. Survive it and then you can come back. To yes. go alone into the wild. Yes. And for me there was a period of maybe three or four years where, yeah, I was often just, I would go alone. I, I put a camper on the back of my truck. And sometimes I would go down to uh, south, down towards Galveston, the beach. And I'd just be like living out of the back of my truck where I'd bring a tent and I'd, I'd, I'd camp out on the beach, you know, making a fire, making my own food. And uh, sometimes I'd go off into the, the mountains and just camp and I'm by myself. 
But just the and this is the experience of like living out of the camper. But it's going like imagine this. Anyone watching, ask yourself: Have you ever gone on a trip by yourself? Like on a trip by yourself, get out there and explore by yourself. That alone is it can be transformative. Transformative and you know touch upon like a beauty of being alone yes that i mean our friend in california might not know yes you know and i don't oh, know man. he may be a virgin in that way you know like being with mother nature alone right entering mother nature <laughs> penetrating mother nature and being alone in the in the in the bush <laughs> in the wilderness <laughs> It's a metaphor. <laughs> you know, you know, you know <laughs> building a fire, you know, in the bush. And, oh, uh, man. Yes. It very much. I, I, I would give it as a challenge. Yes. To, Go to on a trip man. alone. Yeah. Lose your virginity in that kind of a way yes. into the wilderness. It's one thing to go alone, like into maybe a new country where they don't speak your language. That's another great kind of adventure. Yes, yes. But to go um, into the wilderness alone, right, is even another thing. Yeah, I remember taking this trip with my bike from. I took a flight to I think Bergamo. Had a bike, and then I started riding across the Dolomites, the mountains, Mortirolo. Where yeah. is this? This is the north of Italy, Gavia, um, the Stelvio, all these epic climbs, you know. And uh, and I would go. I think it was a week or so, and I would I would climb a mountain and be in a certain place, and then continue traveling that way. You know? mm. It's so gorgeous, you know. It's so great to do that by yourself. Mm. Yeah, I remember two thousand nine. I. I'd always wanted to see Lance Armstrong in the Tour de France. And he, he, he had retired and I thought I lost my chance forever. And then he came back and mm. I was like, oh man, I gotta go, I gotta go. 2009. I could, yeah, I could live the dream, you know? Yes. Like he's coming back, I have another chance. And I had, I was like, I really feel like called to go. But man, like the, the same kind of things. Well, it's not in the, it doesn't fit the business plan. It, I, how would I do it? You know, just so many kind of practical unknowns. And uh, I started speaking about it. And I had a friend, Monica, and she would talk about, she would journey through Europe all the time, like in her VW bus. And she would go and she would camp out alongside the road. And I remember her telling me about this. And it just sounded so like, wow, just like, you know, just just through Europe and just to be free and, and explore and and, and it was a beautiful, you know, dream. Yes. And, and then she said, you know, she invited me to come. She said, come stay with me, you know, and uh, you can take my, take my VW bus, take my bike, go and chase Lance in the mountains. And I was like, it was the most beautiful invitation, you know. And uh, I said yes to it. And I remember going over there and uh, then being like day after day, the, the Tour de France, a three week race. From one day to the next, I'm just like, well, I'm going to work on some business ideas a little bit more, you know? 
just funny because I know you're going to bring up what I'm doing here. <laughs> and about a biking too, you know, about cycling. But uh, one day to the next, I'm just finding myself in her office working. And it was, I mean, it was so great to be with her. And I'm in Germany and I'm, and, and everything is German. It's a whole new world. But still, like, I'm not chasing Lance in France. And when it finally came down to it, finally she's like, the, the, the race is coming to an end. And she's, she packs up the van, the, the vehicle. She puts her mountain bike in there. She, and then she comes up. She's like, Michael, get out of here. Go. Everything's in the van. She basically had to kick me out to go live my dream. By it a was woman. So, it was so embarrassing <laughs> because she'd come to my great event that's about making a stand and all this stuff in Austin. And here I am, like, not chasing down my dream. And then when I got, like, I got out there and I got onto the road, I was like, then it kind of hit me. Like, the fear that I had a vague sense of in the office. But it's so funny, you know, because you guys can say, like, we can say, well, I'm not afraid. Yeah. But that's because we create a little cocoon so we don't have to feel the fear, you know? That's nice. You get out and you... and. You, and then you get present to like the thing that you kind of wow, knew you were afraid of, but you didn't really feel because you'd created a cocoon. It's like a guy's talking when I challenge him to talk to women. I'm not afraid to talk to women. Yeah. It's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's the cocoon. Yes. You are. Yes. <laughs> well, I got out there and it's like, I can't read the signs on the street. I don't know the rules of the road. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, yeah. And I got to drive through Germany make my way to France and I can't really read the map either and I get into France and it's yeah it's again it's all in French and it, it's I'm on my own and I got to find my way I try to talk to people they can't understand me you know it was it was a great experience but I, I remember I'm not going to tell this because I think I've told this uh, too many times the story you know when I make the epic climb up Mont Ventoux and uh but it was I remember, and, 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 I, and I, I get to the top, I'm on the mountain the entire day, and it's really cold, the wind is blowing, it's cold in the shade, but in the sun I'm burning, like it's burning my skin, and uh, there's, I'm getting burnt, but I'm also freezing <laughs> at the same time, and it was misery, I haven't slept, I'm like drunk with Belgian beer, I'm wiped out from the mountain climb, and the race is not ending for hours and hours and I'm suffering up there living my dream but suffering and then Lance comes by like this boom and he's gone and I'm like there was no joy in that I barely snapped the photo and like and it was on the ride down the mountain and I saw everyone together everyone celebrating no one's there alone they're all with their groups of people and the the Basque people were like the wildest yes. in northern Spain, you know, and, and celebration, singing, dancing, hugging. And I'm alone going down this mountain. And I had this awareness like, it's the race, the race is all about the party, the togetherness. And here I am alone. And this is kind of a different thing I guess I'm talking about. There's a beauty in that richness, but what I'd realized was how alone I was in life and how little freedom I had to actually connect with people, with people. 
I'm t- now I'm talking about the whole other kind of adventure, but then for the next 10 years, my going, what I did was go into the wilderness of connection with people. But you realized that because you went alone. Yes. And uh, because you went on that trip, and you, you told me this before, you know, it was not being able to climb that mountain. It was not seeing lands. What, the, the victory in some way was that you did it. You went out there alone. You know? And here's the thing, like, you know, we can choose this impossible victory. But a lot of times the magic that happens and the thing that we really needed was something that was not in our conscious mind. Like the gift, the miracle, the blessing, the true victory that's waiting for us is something that we don't know. Until we head into the unknown, we won't know what it is. I would say always. That's where, that's where the real learning is, is. That's where the real encounter is, is in the surprise, in the, in yes. the unknown. In the transformation. Yes. But, but we have to you have choose to show a up. victory. Yes. You, that's you, the, you have to say, okay, I'm going for this. this that's what I say. When, 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 you, when you go for what you want, what you desire, then you will receive what you need. But you have yes. to go. You say, yes. this is it. This is my goal. I'm yes. giving everything. And then... You know, yes. you can surrender because you're going to be given something yes. completely different. And now we come back to the conversation we were having the other day where guys try to choose their own transformation. Yes. Guy, and, and I do it myself too, you know. Half the time I'm doing that. But I, I really truly know the magic and the transformative power of throwing myself into the unknown. Um, but, but so they'll try to navigate inside of their comfort zone their growth their next step their next step their next step as if the them that they are now it knows what they need to know to become the man that they want to be they don't because they're not that man yet mm-hmm. you know so one of the best things they can do is go hang out with the men that they that they want to be because mm-hmm. those men mm-hmm. can call them beyond their comfort zone into the wild where real transformation in the direction of that man can happen. But it's going to happen far slower and a lot less and oftentimes doesn't happen if they if they need to stay in control. Yes. yes. So it's both, you know, you got to go 100%. I think it's great, you know, you see the transformation that you want and you, you try to seek it out, you know. But you got to be aware that the real transformation is outside what you think because that's comfort thinking. That's outside there and it's in surrender. And so to be open to that is, is, is a great strategy. And I really like to like look for who, who could be examples of how I would like to be, how I would like to become, you know, and, and, and be around that and be open to like, yeah, something completely different and be, and the, 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 the fact that you're scared about certain things, like you, you, you hear a call, you hear a call and you're a little bit scared to go in that direction. That's a great sign. That's the great sign that you, you, you need to go there. It's not the fear of like, I'm going to jump this, but you hear a call, you feel in your loins. I want that. I want that. And then you see all the things that make you scared. Yeah. That's another confirmation. That's yes. the path. That's yes. where you have to go. Yes. Mm. I think, I was saying, I was just thinking now, like, who are those men who invited me, not necessarily by their words, although sometimes, but with who they were, Mm. who called me into the wild. One was my grandfather and my, his son, my uncle. 
who lived a large part of their life in the in the the wild. But another one was my father. And my father was always going into the, the that was like his where he nourished himself was out in the wilderness. I remember when he was going through the divorce with my mom and years before that that were difficult. He'd go in the mornings on these long runs, like miles and miles. And uh, I think that was his his time to be alone, his time to be in nature. And uh, I remember he would come back like from a run in the cold and there'd be icicles dripping off of his mustache <laughs> and beard. And it was like the wild man has returned, you know. And my, like if I, if, if I talk about my dad, I don't think about a wild man. He was a good man. He was a dentist. He was successful. He did kind of like, he was on the straight and narrow with the religion, with, with life, with all these things. And, um, but in that way, he was the wild man. And like he, when I was a boy, he took me and my brothers. In, in the Mormon religion, you have, there's, they really honor that time, that male time, that sacred male time. We'd have like father and son outings when it's just the fathers and sons in the church would go out for these camping trips for the weekend or whatever. And you do think just with men, it was great. And then I was in the Boy Scouts and my, my dad was often participating in that. And uh, I remember this, this one hike we were on through the Appalachian Trail. It was a five day, 50 mile, 50 mile uh, hike. And we're carrying like 50 pound packs on our backs. And we're just like, I'm like 12, you know, um, you know, just this little dude with this huge pack on my back. You know, I, pr I probably, maybe I weighed 100 pounds, you know, I got a 50 pound pack on my back. And, uh, you know, it's uphills and everything. And I think it was one of the last days, and it's one of the last mornings. And my dad and this other guy, they've been talking shit to each other the whole way, you know. And, and the you know, just the macho, you know, who's the whatever. And, and so they, they decide, okay, we're going to have a race. You know, we're going to have a race in the morning. So we're doing all this hiking and everything else. We're already worn out. And they're going to do like this, uh, I don't know how many mile race. So they take off in the race and all the boys are watching. You know, like we're all watching. It's like my dad, you know. And it's one other, another boy's dad and then the other, other guys. And I'm like, come on, dad. Come on, dad. You know? Oh, wow. I remember now my father racing yeah. with the bike, you know. And that's that's the same kind of thing. And we had the fire going, it's cold. And I remember, I, you know, I had a little, my, my thing during this thing was like, I would take these little cigar shaped sticks and light them up and I would inhale it into my mouth and puff it out, which is kind of rebellious because, you know, Mormons, you don't, you don't smoke. But so like, I got my little thing and I'm like, we're, we're trying to, you know, we will, we, we're waiting for him to come back, like through the trees, around the bend, whatever. And, uh, um, Finally, we see him coming, and it's the other guy. Fuck! It's the other guy uh, who came back, and I think he won. Um, but then we hear the real story. He cheated. <laughs> like, my dad went the full distance, and the other guy turned around at the same point in time, but well short of the, the distance. So, um, But just these stories of being, like, out in the water, Oh, I have another story. I have to tell this. I have to tell this. I got I Before you tell it. Yeah, go ahead. Imagine this. We're in Brazil right now, you know, and we're, we're doing these talks, you know. Is this the biggest adventure we could be living? Because mm. maybe 
you know maybe even to bring it and if we do programs like we're starting yes. next week yes. are there bigger adventures we could be on yes. you know i was saying before oh, man, we have to invite guys out into the wilderness yeah but imagine imagine i, I was saying before maybe i can go to spain and do my uh my uh, uh camino you know so well how, how are you going to do the 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 program that we're starting, the mastermind. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, how would I do it? Imagine I could, we could run it from there. Yeah. Find a way to run it from there. Yeah. Wouldn't that be yes. more conducive to what we're trying to mm -hmm. say? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell the story. Yeah. And I could be uh, on my journey and in Arizona, mm -hmm. Utah, spend some time in the mountains. Yeah, it could be great. Yeah. Be fueled by that spirit of the wilderness. Spirit of adventure. What? Okay, so I must have been, I don't know, early 20s. And I, and I made a trip out to Arizona to be with my father, spend some time with my father. And we go off. He'd organized a hike. It was, at the, it, it might have been a Mormon thing, like fathers and sons. But it was a small group. It was, I don't know, maybe 12 people total. And we hike, you know, we're going to hike into a camping spot. So we hike a ways, you know, a couple hours maybe. And the sun's starting to go down. And I take off on my own, you know. I just, I leave campground and I take off on my own. And I think I kind of had a sense like that, I don't know, I just wanted to, you know, explore by myself. But I think I also had a sense I don't know, anyway, my dad organized like a search party after a while to come looking for me. And I think I wanted to kind of test them or, I don't know, something just and not have them worry about me, you know. Maybe I had a sense that my dad was too, I don't know, protective or something. And so he organized, organized a search party and I, and I kind of, I watched them go by. I, I let them go search for me because I'm like, come on. You know, and then I walk back to camp. I walk back to camp, and and this is the, the for me the the interesting part. There's a guy back at camp. He's a, a you know an older man, and he's just sitting there like carving a stick or something. And he's just carving something, and he looks up at me. You know, he's not surprised. And he's like, you know, yeah, they went looking for you, and uh, and he's like, yeah, I told him you were fine. You know, and. I felt so like seen by this guy who was not worried about me. And then there's, there's my dad and this other search party that are like, you know, like they got to take care of me. And I just remember that, that thing. And it's kind of like the thing about my grandfather. He just had this, like, I got this. I'm a human. I'm a male. How long have humans been on this planet? Fine. In the wilderness. We, we made our, like, we, yes, we created civilization, but before that, how long did we live in the wild? Forever, you know? So, yeah, that, and that's the kind of man I want to be for, you know, calling out these, mm -hmm. these guys. Just like, just affirm that it, they have what it takes. Yeah, it also means that, I, 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 I think personally then, it also means that maybe I shouldn't try so hard to have a guy go on his adventure. Mm. 
you know. He hasn't. If he doesn't, that's okay too. The purpose of the of sending the boy out into the wilderness to become a man and come back uh, and not to worry about that is not only that oh, well, he will make it, but if he doesn't, that's okay too. Yes. You know, if he doesn't go on an adventure, I'm speaking for the man, that's okay too. Yes. You know, and not try to make that happen. Not try to save that boy who's in yeah, the wilderness. Yeah, because, you know, if you push too hard to make it happen, his experience will be... That he's doing it because, in part, because you made him do it, or mm-hmm. you wanted him to do it, or it was right. your force that got him there, as opposed to him answering the call on his own. But it's not just yes, it's not just the trust. Like when you go out, it's not just the trust that oh, humans have been doing that. It's okay, you know. But also, if it doesn't work, that's okay too, you know. If you die, that's okay, <laughs> you know. If it's if it's it's. It's not trying to save that, not trying to monitor, not trying to yes. babysit, not trying to It's It's the confrontation them. with the wild and the, and with death that transforms you. It's that yes. that transforms you. You have to confront it yourself. We're never more alive than when we're under menace. And I, I'll, I'll end with this. In the Mormon religion, you know, the idea is that a young man is called mm. to go on a mission. Mm. And he can refuse the call or answer the call. But what he's doing up until the time when he's called is he's, he's hoping he gets called. Right. Like they really honor that, going on a mission. They really honor it. And I remember me and my younger brother Dave, we used to march around the house with the scriptures. And they had this song and this Mormon song. I hope they call me on a mission <laughs> when I have grown a foot or two. And we would just like march around the house in our little suits with our our, 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 our religious scriptures. I don't know why I see a Simpsons episode in this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it was great. And and the idea is that you are preparing yourself mm. for this call, and you hope you get called because you might not get called. Mm. It's not like necessarily God calls everyone, mm. you know. So you want to be ready for the call when it comes. Oh. Are you hoping that you get called? That's I think great. we should call fewer men. Wait till they show themselves ready. What we're saying, are you hoping notice, that you get called? Notice, notice when they're ready and then call them. Yes. I think we should really do that with this other group that we're talking about, this new... Um, Secret. Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Doesn't exist. <laughs> All right. El primer regla de la... <laughs> es de no hablar de... See you tomorrow.